Thank you for tuning in to Z Code Sports Betting Podcast. Let the show begin. Hey, Uncle Tito. It's been a while since our last podcast. I hope you're doing well. Times are tough. For over 12 months now, sports struggle during the pandemic. And despite all, we continue to see action. How have you been doing in both your personal life, but also your betting life? Hey, Gabe, first, let me just say again, th- thanks for this opportunity to become part, you know, of this, this Z-Code legacy that's going on with these podcasts and uh, being listed alongside some of the Z-Code greats and the legends, such, such as yourself, really. I mean, you're one of the founding fathers of, of Z-Code, as I under, understand it. Um, I've listened to so many of these, you know, repetitively, like even old schools I've listened to two or three times. I- I'll tell you if you want, I'll volunteer to interview you, interview you, Jake, if you want. I think I could pull it off. Well, there's, been a, there's been an offer recently as well from Captain Sportsman himself trying to do a podcast. But honestly, I don't know what you guys would ask me because I'm just a guy asking questions. And um, <laughs> my activity on the Zico wall has been definitely a lot less since uh, we started doing these podcasts. Definitely mainly because of the... Um, the, the amount of time required to get these organized and you know I, I put into I put in a lot of effort into the questions themselves it's great that you um, offered as well maybe in the future we can organize one yeah Honestly, thanks yeah, it would be funny to be on the firing line <laughs> <laughs> right well we've learned, learned a lot so yeah so so my, my personal life and betting life yeah so with personal life you know we, we took a pretty good hit uh, we had some setbacks as a family, uh, for sure. Um, we had to reprioritize things, I would say, uh, focus maybe more on things that were in, are important, you know, family and, and supporting one another. Um, this this COVID thing threw some problems at us, um, and, and but it gave us a chance to, to do our best, I might say. You know, it's, it's something you just don't face. I remember that pitcher, um, Satchel Paige, I read his book one time called uh, Maybe I'll Pitch Forever. He says in there, uh, you know, don't pray when it, just when it rains, pray when it sunshines too. Um, so there's something about that. You know, nobody wants this stuff to occur, but for sure you can really see the, the, the best come out of people that has to come out, you know, to support each other. So, yeah, we had some setbacks for sure um, in the personal side. But in the betting life, um, you know, what happened there was, um, and it's all good, uh, we started that transition, as you mentioned, Jake, we had that, um, I I entered the field of professional sports investing, and um, I started that transition around that January time when when we talked, and then, what, about two months later, we got hit with this COVID, and... um, um, Everything stopped. Remember, we didn't know what the future was going to look like. Was was sports over? Was it going to come back? And, and all I really remember about that time was was Mike stepping up and, you know, taking the Z-Code ship and steering it away from that iceberg. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, talk about a fantastic job. I watched him every step of the way. And I remember writing some comments on the wall about him, too. It was quite amazing. You know, I, I get the impression that he's a he's a younger guy. I don't know him, but you know, I just know through his posts and stuff like that. But it sort of reminds me of some of these guys, like uh, 
you know, McVeigh from the Rams, 30 years old, and he's and he's managing the Rams, and that or Epstein, who's a uh, the general manager of the Red Sox at 28 years old. Um, you know, he had a lot on his plate. We had membership spanning six continents. It was 10 or so languages. And um, not only did he save the Z code business for sure, but, you know, he saved my going pro. I know he, he saved other members, you know, recreational otherwise, but more than that, we got to witness a guy act in an extremely difficult situation, step up, you know, see his dedication and resilience and incredible leadership and just take that thing over and make it work. Um, in the end, you know, it was because of him that I made that, was able to fully make that transition into, which we'll talk about a little bit, into professional sports betting. But that's what I recall. And now, you know, it's all good. It's all good. I could imagine that those are very complicated times to go professional like yourself because you were faced with this really uncertain time which is the pandemic going on for over a year now and we were faced with multiple sports being sort of short uh, the seasons really sort of ending early and you know there was no certainty in terms of how these seasons are going to be restored what sort of format you're going to be faced with and how you're going to find the edge for all of these different sports and the different competitions and saying that also Z code themselves they were struggling in terms of promotional uh, aspects in terms of trying to get members new members to join because people were not as interested in sports because well as we previously said most of them were cut short and those were definitely really challenging times for mike himself and the the team they somehow managed to pull it off you know the community behind it is absolutely fantastic people are really pulling it together as a team and you know all of these guys including yourself have a lot of dedication to just finding edge and working together it's absolutely fantastic that we still see zico growing despite the setbacks that we were faced with due to the pandemic yes exactly we survived <laughs> we did we did right we're together still. Definitely. It's great to have you. Yeah. And, you know, still still as a professional, you did not go back. Because after, um, you know, the chat that we had and a few months later, I was thinking about um, the conversation that we had. And, you know, I thought mm, the times are really tough. And it's kind of, you know, going pro right now. And then you may have to perhaps go back to your original job for a few more months and see how things unravel because you don't know uh, what, how long this pandemic is going to go on for and then you don't know how whether these sports are going to continue in any sort of way but it's great to to know that you you're doing well thank you jay thank you I'm going to yeah. go ahead and ask the next question, which is, uh, as seasons ended early, did you get into any new sports that perhaps you never bet before, but began putting money on? Yes, it, it's, uh, yes, absolutely. It was, uh, it was good times for that. Um, you know, for sure, Russian, Ukrainian table tennis was definitely <laughs> on the top of my food chain. And, uh, you know, give a shout out to my, my friend Ruben, 
and his systems uh, during that time were, were fantastic. I don't know how they worked mathematically, but they worked uh, during that time, um, and it was it was good. And I became you know very proficient also in in Belarus soccer. Uh, I know we had that guy who can be kind of controversial sometimes that president, but I mean as terms of soccer, he really kept it, kept it alive during that time. Um, I even you know it's kind of funny, Jake. I even looked up. Uh, I used to collect uh, like baseball cards and football cards. I even found some. Uh, some sporting cards for Russian uh, table tennis players. Uh, yeah, I started getting my favorite players and things like that. It was it was a very interesting time. You know, who's good at that too is Dimitri was was really good at uh, table tennis. I tried to follow him as much as I could, and then eventually Z Live, uh, you know, sure transitioned into that as well. Well, again, we're talking about Mike. You know, leading the leading the ship in the right direction. He put that on there. Um, soon we saw, you know, many sports books, I mean, sports books like Westgate, you know, the, one of the strong American bread and butter sports, uh, books in, in the United States. And all of a sudden now we see, I was seeing more and more soccer, uh, more and more table tennis, more and more, gosh, I think I saw snookers on there one time, even, uh, for Westgate. So everything was changing, you know, and. And, and Mike and Z Code were adapting too, as well as, as everybody, anybody that came through there and survived was because they adapted. But yeah, those were systems, table tennis, you know, that Belarus soccer. Um, yeah. It's funny that we discuss these sports as it's a normal thing or rather competitions because normally you wouldn't even consider betting on things that you have sort of no data on. Uh, say if you're betting on, Belarus soccer third league. These guys are most likely not professional. They are, um, they have everyday job. But anyway, let's continue on. <laughs> Last time we spoke, you made a huge announcement in terms of going professional. So you you've told this to the other listeners at the end of the podcast, and it was a it was a great moment. We we haven't had such an announcement before, <laughs> so I was definitely very privileged to hear that from you. But I want to find out 12 months after, how did you feel after you made the decision? And, you know, saying things is one thing, but putting them into action is another. So how did that go into, uh, you know, actual action? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Thanks. Uh, so, yes, I did it. We went pro. When I say we, I mean my family, my wife and I. It was a great decision. I did have some apprehension, for sure, especially even before the COVID, you know, that, that couple months before COVID hit. And I think it was, looking back, you know, did I know enough, you know? But then, you know, even now, because of Z code and other things, I'm learning still every day, I would say. Every day I'm learning. that, And then I was learning so much that I didn't know if it was enough to make the jump, you know, and could I support myself and my family on it? Um, so, so not only did I have the support of my wife, but, you know, as I was standing there on the getting ready to jump into the deep end of the pool, so to speak, you know, she took that life preserver away and pushed me in. And, uh, you know, she, she, she said, it's time you go. She, she handles all the finances of our, when we had our law practice and she has her own, you know, business and, and she knew she saw the spreadsheets, she saw the paper betting, 
she saw the hours upon hours upon hours and and she had the confidence and um you might recall she's the one that actually found z code for me i i, I yes, announced yes. that in the beginning so um she knew i mean i was getting burned out you know 31 years as a litigation attorney i know we have a couple attorneys or at least one i saw once uh and i feel for those guys uh but after about 25 years they say you, you know you're, you've pretty much ran the gamut and so it was time for me um to get going so it was a good decision uh and we did it uh you know i can talk a little bit more about that but i'll tell you um um there were some challenges you know for sure um beginning there we, we thought that it was going to go you know boom 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 we had you know planned this thing out okay you know this client's going to go here um we're going to you know shut down this this employee we'll find another job for him uh, everything was kind of ready to go a smooth transition and then COVID hit right mm. the courts shut down the trials shut down everything got delayed so what was originally a smooth transition ended up getting getting backed up and I ended up having you know, certainly one foot in the legal world and one foot in the in the sports world. Um, I just remember those times, um, and I'm sure some of your listeners have been juggling the same thing, you know, ready to make that transition. And I'm saying to them, you're not alone. It, it's mm. uh, I'm I know what you're going through, you know. And then you have that fear of that what they call it FOMO, fear of listening, losing out. You know, I'm in the morning, I'm watching. I have to do some legal work, but I'm watching these winds come through. <laughs> I got to, trying to get ready for that afternoon, you know, in the United States, at the Pacific Coast, it's about four o'clock, those games start hitting and uh, trying to juggle those things. But, you know, it was the um, just the resilience and the passion for it. I really, really wanted to do it. And um, and it worked uh, for sure. And I mean, I got to say it again, I'm the number one fan or I'm the president of the Z Code fan club, but it was because of Z Code. I don't know if I could have done it without it. You know, I look back and I, I know I'm, I feel like I'm strong mentally and physically, but I mean, in all truth, I don't know without Z Code, if I could have done that, I don't think I could have, I needed them, you know, mm. for sure. Okay. So 12 months after, <laughs> if there was anything that you would change about your approach, what would it be? Yeah, looking um, looking back and and trying to see what was back then. Well, that's an interesting question. Um, what I was what I was doing, I think, uh, hmm, is I started spreading myself too thin. I think I would have uh, go. You know, you heard of this eighty twenty rule. Um, uh, I was I was I had two, three, four really good systems that were working. But for some reason, I kept on trying to find more systems and, you know, better systems or something like that. And if I had to look back, I would say, you know, to me, myself, don't don't spread yourself so thin. You, you're stay focused on those systems that worked and that were were working and 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 then 80 percent on the systems that were working and 20 percent maybe on developing new systems or researching new systems and, and certainly not the opposite which is, you know, 80% on new systems and 20% on the old system. I mean, uh, again, you feel like you're, you're going to be missing out on something, but really it's, you know, once you find those systems at work, I, just, I, would, I would like to tell myself back then, just stay with those um, and, and those will work. The other thing I'd like to tell myself, I'll tell you, 
is to please, please, please stay out of sports you know nothing about. I, I, had, I had no business, no business betting money on Conor McGregor without having done that proper research, you know? Now, yeah, $20 bet, okay, you know, fine, but not a full unit bet on Conor McGregor. Uh, I know so little about. So that's, I would tell that guy myself back then, 12 months, those couple things for sure. It's funny, my next question was leading into you telling us about the biggest advice you would have for someone who is looking to go pro, but also the last question that we talked about where you expressed um, your concerns about how you approach the, uh, you know, the overbetting, I guess that would go towards the next question that I was about to ask you. But perhaps you can elaborate a bit more on the main challenges that you had and how you tackled them and how would you turn that, turn that into an advice for someone who is looking oh, yeah. to go pro? Okay, yeah, got it. Um, you know, in, in no particular order, really, uh, some of the challenges going pro that I met were, um, well, the one that comes to mind is, uh, is starting to get limited um, at certain books. Uh, you know, you, let's say, for example, this old school system, this that beautiful system. And, you know, he's so great. He, he says it's, uh, you know, he just built on it. I think he he uh, attributes it to uh, uh, Cliff and Scotty and, and Jemiah, these guys, Brandon. Uh, I, I, I found it through him as that uh, two, three, five baseball progression system. But, you know, if you're planning on doing a C bet, you got to have the money. You got to have the ability to make that C bet. And, um, you know, I in one had a particular book. The one that comes to mind is limited me to $200. Um, and, you know, you can't, you can't do that. It's, that's tough. You got to find a solution to that, and which I ended up doing. And I might post a forum, and I don't, maybe not do it here, but uh, a forum article on that. Some of the things I've, I've worked, I did a couple workarounds. Cyril had a nice, Cyril had a nice um, forum article on this as well, how to throw them off and, you know, how to keep your, uh, your books uh, paying you money and things like that. So that that's that was one. Um, now in the United States, we're coming up on taxes. It's April is tax season in the United States. So starting to study up on that. There's a lot of good information, though, fortunately, out there about that. So, um, but if I were to tell somebody that's that's going to go pro, um, give them some advice. I, assume that they're you know a Z Code member and they've got some foundation. They have a passion for it. It would certainly be run it like a business. Uh, you know, I, I have written standard operating procedures that I follow every day, just like probably Dimitri follows when he you know flies his airplanes and helicopters. You do a checklist, and you got it. Otherwise, you're going to get too scattered. You know, you got to get your accounting. You got to have your spreadsheets. You know, you've got to dedicate yourself. If it's not nine to five, it's got to be a minimum of forty hours a week. Um, it's a life-changing experience, and and you need to be ready for it. Um, and and I would also tell them, person he or she, uh, you know, don't ease into it. Um, if you're ready to go, and if you have that passion for it, you need to go, and you need to do it. Um, if, if that that corporate job you're leaving will be there if you fail, and you can always go back to it, but. 
in that breath, I would say that everything is available for you to succeed. You know, if, if somebody were to screw up, it's not because the information tools are, are not available. They are. The advice is there. The philosophy is there. You know, the forum articles, the tools, everything's there um, for you to succeed. Uh, it's just that you have to have that passion and that discipline for sure. Um, la next, last thing I just thought of too, I didn't, is that you need a, you need a big bankroll. You really do. You, you, you know, I don't know where some people are at the cost of living, you know, if they're single, if they have a family member, um, but you know, you're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna make that transition on a thousand dollar bankroll. Um, you know, maybe if you're, if you're used to living like that, um, I don't think I'm, I'm certainly not back to the level of income I was when I was lawyering, as in the law field, but it's getting, it's going to, it's getting there slowly, but surely, um, you know, it's doing good. Uh, but that's one thing I found out is that, you know, nickel and diamond it, uh, hoping that you're going to build that bankroll for me didn't work. I think you need to get that bankroll together somehow, a decent size one and then you know go into it otherwise you're you might be setting yourself up for not making it for lack of a better word that's what i would tell them that last piece of advice is very important i think because that also ties back to what you said at the start in terms of bookmakers limiting you if you make too many withdrawals which you would say like for example someone is getting paid uh, fortnightly or monthly if you were to make withdrawals regularly every single month there is a higher chance of you getting limited as well with the bookmakers so th that's very important and also it ties back to what you said is that you know that lifestyle of you having a monthly salary getting paid roughly around the same amount of money every month is not really there anymore when you go pro you have to manage it yourself of course but also manage it around the bookmakers to make sure that you don't get limited it's it's a real pain in the ass but there are yeah. <laughs> it's a, there are, there's a lot of advice out there and uh, that there are a few forums about how to handle withdrawals with bookmakers and also the list of bookmakers is always growing there's always always the laws are changing and they're changing in favor of bookmakers operating in the US especially so I think yeah. there, there is a lot more happening. Yeah, that's great, Jake. That's that's a good point. I would agree with that. And I didn't think about that, but I, I agree with it. Mm. You know, for example, that one deal where I was telling you on, on an old school uh, is two, three, five progression system in baseball. You know, what one way to do that, too, is to spread that bet out over, you know, maybe $50 in six books, you know. Um, you're not going to get the exact same odds, probably, and you got to move real fast if you have to go to that second inning. I know you got to be jamming and ready to go, but you know that's one thing that can work. But what you're saying is so true. Very good. I'm making a couple notes here. <laughs> so, as for sports, what have you found most success in in the last twelve months? And maybe we can expand on that even further because you have quite a bit of sports that you put out bets on. Yeah, so uh, to me, the highest success uh, in maybe this year or so, going back a little over a year, it would be that the baseball. Um, the, the old school Cliff, Scotty, Jemiah, Brendan yeah, system really worked well. 
I did a little, you know, it's everything. Uh, I tweak it a little bit differently. Um, I focus on, on more on a whip um, calculation and ERA calculation as a filter. So, I mean, I do that. And also on my C-bet there, I, I think it doesn't really answer your question entirely, but I just say it on my C-bet, I don't, I, I just make the, if I have to get to the C-bet point, I just do as a break even. Uh, I'm not, you know, normally a C bet is where you might win three, you know, get enough to win all three of those bets, A, B, and C. But by that time, that's a pretty hefty chunk of change uh, in certain situations. So I'm thinking um, if it wins, fine, you know, it's a break even. If it loses, it's it's not such a huge, huge hit. And, and those, that system's pretty darn good. You know, there's not, there's not that many losses on that. There are a few, but uh, it's a good one. So, so baseball, to answer your question, I also like that basketball, um, Rafa's uh, quarter system works good. I think that originally came back from Scotty or Cliff, too. But, you know, only in the Euro League, in the, in the European League or Euro Cup. It not, it, for me, it doesn't work well in the um, United States NBA, that, that system where you, you wait. Most of the time, you're waiting for the first, uh, the the favored team to lose that first quarter. Then you bet them to win second, third, and fourth. I'll be darned if that thing doesn't it hits. I mean, if you want to pick up a couple three quick units for a day, go check out Rafa's uh, basketball system. I mean, that that is great. Yeah, do you hit every now and then? You get one, you know, that doesn't work. But um, man, and the, oh, and how about how about Ali's and Sebastian's draw systems, man. I just, I don't know where I've been for the last month. I just jumped on those about a week ago um, and I've been following them and paper banning them, but those are fantastic systems. Those are going to be legendary, I think, um, for sure. Z Live, I still, if I got, if I'm, if I'm down and I have all my computers up, uh, you know, my two iPads, my handheld or my, um, my big screen desktop, I, you know, that Z Live works fantastic. Uh, you can just you keep, as long as you can keep your, for me, you can keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on with that, you know, and you can have, have the game up on one, um, having your, your, your bets ready to go on the other and then watching Z Live. So you can kind of check and, 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 you know, see what they're doing. Um, you know, if they're making a lot of shots on goal, that last uh, part of the game, that, those are great. That's great stuff. And, of course, then the, the infamous both teams to score from Soccer Buddy. Um, those are, that's a great one. And then, as you said, yeah, I started uh, doing a couple parlays. Uh, you know, you said the, the spreading out, doing a lot of different things. Yeah, a little bit of parlays. Okay. Uh, just, yeah, let me just say on my parlays what, what I do there. It's a little different. And it's not necessarily – I'm not looking for parlays. W- what I do is what I'm – one system I have, I, I call it verified, and what basically it's uh, me finding, you know, for example, a good soccer game or something like that. And then once I see like three or four of our experts or are on the same bet, then I'm taking that into consideration. But let's say, for example, Alabama minus seven. I'm thinking that's a great bet, minus seven at minus 110. But then you look at the money and you're, and you're confident about that. You're confident. You say, yeah, minus seven. That, that looks great. But then you look at the money line, you got minus 300. And you're like, well, you're even more confident that they're going to win outright. So it's in that process of finding a, 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 a minus 110 odds where there's a big uh, point spread. 
that you, you build the confidence in the money line. So you find a couple of those or three of those while you're looking for the point spread um, bet and add those together. So it's, it's more of a, I'd say, ancillary to, the, uh, to actually finding um, a bet. So if Alabama minus seven is what, what you're looking at, then you just play it out on the money line, even more confidence on the money line two or three times. That, that's kind of where that came from. I just wanted to explain that. Okay. And as far as the sports that you bet on and also the leagues, you mentioned Euro basketball. My question is, do you, did you have to adjust your sleeping schedule in any sort of way to wake up for those games when they start? Or do you just stay, you know, same hours every day? You don't work overtime or anything like that. How, how does it work for you? Yes. In fact, that's one of the things, if I had to give advice uh, to somebody, young person, I wish I would have started this, you know, at 30 or 40 years old. So, I mean, I'll tell you. But, yes, you, you need to be dedicated and do whatever it needs to take to get the job done right. I can remember setting my alarm for table tennis during the initial COVID to wake up and place, you know, for a half hour to place some bets during that time frame. Um, most of them, you know, uh, I can catch up on, for example, let's take, for example, Ali, you know, he, his draw system. Well, some of those are going off at five in my time, five in the morning, four in the morning, six in the morning. Um, I, I, so what I do is, is I, I'll, I'll set my alarm for maybe 15, 20 minutes at three o'clock in the morning and I'll check and see, you know, I'm just using him as an example now, but there's other ones too. And I'll check and see, okay, did he post yet? Yes. Did he, what's he posting? Five o'clock a.m. Okay, time to, time to get up and make a bet. Okay, if it's not till seven o'clock, I'm back to bed like that. So yes, I would definitely do what it takes, especially for a system like his, which is so successful right now. And, and I mean the Sebastian too. Didn't mean to leave Sebastian out there. Mm. Both of them, excellent. <laughs> so let's talk about Soccer Buddy, which I think is one of your favorite tools. Have you based your system around it? Yes, 100%. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an odd, not odd, it's different that I found that. So I'm, I'm looking at Soccer Buddy one day, and I decide to do what I would refer to as a back test. And basically, um, I decided to look, you know, this time I went four months back at 80%, and I said, how many losses, how many C-bet losses are there? And in that particular time frame, I recall there being like two. Um, and when I mean, uh, so what it is, though, it's a chronological betting at, at games matches over 80%. So if one's going off at, you know, seven in the morning, that's the first bet. Um, if it loses, you go, the next one's at 10 a.m., you do the B bet. Next one's at 12 o'clock, that's the C bet. So it's chronological like that, which is basically, you know, it's not really mathematical. I don't know where it even the formula actually comes from it other than it worked at that time and it did work for a, you know a considerable period of time and then what happened was people like open source like people started cooperating together and encouraging uh, each other and for example scotty he made the system i think better <laughs> you know he, he started adding things to it so he he jumped it up to 85 percent, i believe and then he started using a filter of uh, the distinct the difference in the odds between the two teams so 
he, he even found a couple more filters that which proved to be even more successful. So um, I play it kind of like what he does now. I mean, I have the base system, but I also am looking at what, what he's doing. And there was another person who just skipped to me right now. They knew who they are and they're on the forum and they wrote it. And it's just this great philosophy at Z code that people are, you know, encouraging each other to cooperate. Nobody's keeping any secrets. And by doing so, this open source policy, it makes a system like, um, like the soccer buddy, both teams to score better, better than it was when I looked at it. Um, so that's so awesome, you know? Yes, but the, to answer your question, the, the system was based on um, soccer buddy. And also, you know, look at Rafa's um, his 1.5 system. That, that's a great system, too, that, that works just on Soccer Buddy. And, um, and he uses, a, I think it's uh, Cliff's or Scotty's grid on that and, and using Soccer Buddy. And also the draws on Soccer Buddy. I mean, you can see Sebastian in all these games on Soccer Buddy draws as well. Mm. That's an incredible tool. Incredible tool. It's God so awesome that, that uh, sorry, it's so awesome that all these tools and sort of systems, everything is based on something that has been mentioned or developed in Zico before, but people just, you know, combine their ideas and tinker with data and then they turn something into something completely different. <laughs> right. I love it. It's, yeah. it's, it's always amazes me that, you know, all this system is based around, um, you know, the grid system but it's kind of different because blah 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 it's it's always amazing to hear those sort of stories um and i'm gonna go into one more philosophical question okay <laughs> i wanna so you know how people have let's just say someone has been doing something for a very very long time and their mind is sort of programmed to do that you yourself as a lawyer for 31 years on the job you have a specific way of thinking that the lawyer way of thinking so i was going to ask you how did you apply your personal skills into betting mm. oh okay got it all right so um i think probably uh there's really two skills that i can i can think of off the top of my head one is 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 there's is to take um I was, tr I was trained and experienced to take, you know, a massive amount or a lot of information and, and bring it down to a, an understandable, usable concept. There's a, there's a old um, saying in the law, it's called separating the wheat from the chafe. And, and what it is in the old days, when they used to pick the wheat, they would put it into like a, um, uh, a carpet or a big sheet and they would toss it the group would toss it in the air and off would go the 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 bad stuff the the stems and the seeds and the roots and then the good wheat would stay stay down the wind would take the take the bad stuff away so it's called separating the wheat from the chafe so um that would be one skill uh which would be to be able to take find out of out of the information that's available find the most usable parts of that information so that I could apply it to a, um, uh, for a wager or an investment. And, and I don't know, I think every, a lot of people have that skill too. I mean, you can see that skill um, through a lot of people. 
The other one, so just basically spotting what matters. And, you know, that, that comes through a lot of skills. The other one is uh, long hours. <laughs> uh, but you're doing something you love. So uh, look at uh, Fade. Um, I mean, there, that guy, he'll stay up 36 hours. He, you know, and I believe it because you can see it. You know, you can see his patterns um, on the wall. I'll go to sleep and wake up, and he's talking to the night crew. I'll go back to work and then wake up in the morning, and now he's talking to the day crew. You know, and everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. So uh, there he goes. Um, long hours, and, but it's it's a joy. And there's a, this old saying by this guy uh, who just put out, came out with this uh, whiskey, wild turkey, a new batch of it called Long Branch. And he says in there, um, they said, how long have you been working? He goes, I've never worked. And then uh, Matthew McConaughey says, what do you mean? He goes, it's not work if you love what you're doing. Because I've never worked a day in my life. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I love this. I uh, love what I'm doing. I think a lot of people do too. So you can, you can put that time in. And um, long hours is another one. You know, the stamina to, to go through it. Not, not like fade. I don't have that. But uh, I, can, I can do quite a bit. All right. That's the sort of answer I was hoping for, you know. <laughs> It's it's always really cool to find out what sort of jobs people had and how did they apply those skills into betting in in one way or another. Just to wrap things up, what's next for you, Uncle Tito? Uh, yeah, you know, um, a couple things. Uh, I started looking at uh, first of all now that I've kind of got this um, COVID thing with family and and work under control i want to i want to give back to z code i want to write some things for z code however they use it in the forums or whatever i've been working on a couple things w one i just started was uh something that's unusual but you know that that'll nobody's done like betting on water polo we've got the olympics coming up here in 2021 and the water polo is going to be in those olympics so no, nothing is on that yet. So I want to give back um, to Z code on that. And the, the other thing was, and this is kind of way out there, and I would, I would certainly, because Z code has been such a big part of my life, I would certainly have to talk to somebody about this. But when I first made this transition uh, from being a shark to a sharp, <laughs> um, I, I started with the idea of filming certain parts of this, taking pictures with maybe doing a documentary someday about the transition of coming into sports betting. Now, that got put down on the, not only in the back burner, that got put into the cupboard. It was nothing that ever took off. But I do have a lot from the very beginning uh, that I was thinking about doing, because there's not a lot of films out there. It would be, uh, you know, and certainly not a lot of documentaries. There's a couple of them. But uh, what that transition looks like, and like I said, it would have to be like a cooperation because, uh, you know, I would have to get permission and stuff because it'd have to show it to Mike way ahead of time because it would be too much, Z code's too much a part of it. But I would say right now, I'm going to start writing again and, and putting some stuff in the forums that's useful and that's part of the legacy of Z code. That's the key. That's really cool. And if you ever need any help let us know I, I would love to get involved in in this I, I really love the idea of you know documenting your your journey that is Great. amazing I, I i would be really interested myself to find out how that happened and how 
what what got you thinking and how did you achieve the goals that you set out for yourself so yeah definitely um give us an email uh mike will be happy to find out more and uh, perhaps there is a way that you know you guys can find something working yeah <laughs> that's great to hear that's great to hear i'm encouraged by that thank you yeah there's some old footage there's a lot of stuff oh thank you jake thank you all right man appreciate everything that you've said <laughs> you've put out some great information as well for the for the for the rest of the community i appreciate it once again and uh wish you best of luck thank you jake same to you buddy <laughs> thanks same to you all right take care bye 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 Thank you for listening to our Z-Code Sports Betting Podcast, where insider systems, secrets, and tools are revealed to help you win on sports betting. If you have a comment or question, make sure to visit us at www.zcodesystem.com. Download our free sports prediction tools and join our VIP club to follow winning systems from people who make a living betting sports professionally. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. See you next time.